0: Know, 10 years ago it's it's you open a brewery and there's one way of doing it but nowadays there's so many breweries so there's got to be a reason that they keep coming back here
1: cool so i'm at wren house on what is it 24th street and oak oak okay yeah. i'm with uh, drew and preston dudes thanks for let me come in this morning. Yeah, of course. Thanks
0: for coming down. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We're drinking, um, what is this, The Drew loves cucumbers, so he made a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's yeah, my it's favorite thing ever. a little
0: pilot batch. of. We just do one keg treatments of sours, working okay. on new recipes, and that's the the one we worked on this weekend, a cucumber lime goza. Nice. Mm. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, I love that
1: one. And then the opposite side of the spectrum, we got this... Black Canyon. Black Canyon. What is this?
2: Yeah, so that's our... Uh uh, member or Suarez Society uh, release. So we did this this one in uh, 12-ounce bottles, but it's um, a blend of a couple Superstition Meadery barrels. Uh, so Blueberry Hex and Monte barrel. Um, so yeah, it's really nice. It's like a big Imperial Stout. I don't know what the base of it was.
0: It was like a base Imperial Stout. So okay. It was a, like untreated base. So something that could have become one of our other beers, but before any vanilla or additions it's the base beer.
1: Nice, nice. I haven't even tried it yet, but I mean superstition. Anything you guys do with superstition, that's that's got to be a winner. Yeah, they yeah. make us look good for sure. Those barrels are <laughs> yeah. <the> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So that one turned out really nice. Are yeah. there peppers in
1: it?
0: You said no. there were peppers. There's not, but their Monte has some spice to it already. Okay. So yeah. that's all residual. We both those beers were just pure base. So there's uh, no additions, no adjuncts at all, other than than grain. Nice. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you. That's really much, yeah. good. Yeah.
1: Um, so t- go back to the beginning. So how did this, how did this all even start? Uh,
2: yeah. So, I mean, we're, so we're coming up on three years now. Um,
0: and this and is probably, Drew, by the way, I didn't introduce my voice. <laughs> um, so we,
2: we probably got started five years ago or so. Um, so I met um, uh, Bill, um, my business partner down at Intel um, where we have our day jobs. Um, So yeah, this was like five years ago, um, after he had just moved uh, to Phoenix for his job at Intel. Um, And we kind of just talked about starting a business. Uh, We didn't really know exactly what we wanted to do. I was into beer a lot, obviously, like a lot of people that get into the industry. Um, And through my travels and stuff, I I had gotten to experience a lot of different beer styles and that sort of thing. I think it really transitioned when I moved up to Portland for, for Intel. Um, and I, I, you know, talked to Bill and I said, you know, Hey, I think, you know, this is the route we need to go. I think there's a good opportunity to bring one of these sort of small tap room, small microbrewery vibes down to Phoenix. Um, so, you know, I remember talking to him on the phone late at night in, in Portland and said, you know, Hey, let's do it. And then like the next day, uh, my wife Colby, um, said, you know, Hey, uh, I think I know somebody who is a brewer. Um, this guy, Preston, who has brewing this up guy there, right this, guy, <laughs> this guy right <laughs> here. This guy, who's, I think he's like brewing up in Montana or something. Uh, and I said, OK, let's let's email him. So we emailed him, and uh, right away, uh, Preston was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd do that. I'll, I'll move back to Phoenix. Well,
0: yeah, their first email was like, can you recommend anyone in Phoenix? And I was like, well, I'll, I'll come home. Because right. <laughs> you're from here? Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I went to high school and college and middle school with his his wife. Oh, gotcha. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that was a connection. And then, um, really, I <clears> mean, <throat> after that day, uh, we, we were just like full speed into it. So we looked, um, this was while, uh, Preston was still up at big sky. So he would be texting and emailing us like in the middle of the night cause he, he worked the night shift at, at big sky. Um, but we were looking for locations. We wanted to be downtown Phoenix, but, um, it was really hard to find a good location. So we had a few that we were close to closing on, but, um, Bill being the logical one of the business, uh, <laughs> he, he was like, okay, well, you know, a lot of these places aren't going to allow us to grow at all. Um, and we'll be sort of pigeonholed into the small space and have a small system and all the stuff. So we actually were playing around with the idea of doing like a nano size system. Um, and then, you know, Bill and Preston were like, well, you know, that's probably not the way to go. Um, just because, you know, again, we thought 10 barrel was sort of the sweet spot in starting because you could really ramp up and make quite a bit of beer with a 10 barrel system. Um, so we, we basically decided on that size system and then started looking for a space. Um, so long story short, I, you know, going to and from work, I, I lived up on 24th street uh, just kind of two miles north of here. Um, so I would passed this building a lot and I saw a for sale sign. Uh, outside, so I, I gave it a call. Ended up being Omar, uh, who is our our landlord slash owner of uh, Tortas Piquime and also uh, Pala, which is this great restaurant that just opened oh, yeah, next I've door to us. yeah, I've heard about that place. Yeah. Um, who their chef Claudio is awesome, but uh, well, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Uh, so, anyways, I we called them and looked at the space. Uh, we thought the space was really cool, that it had a lot of potential and good bones to it. Um, The back building where our brewery is, uh, is kind of this two-story shell that was like an apartment slash storage area. And it was, you know, pretty run down and misused. So um, when I remember taking the banks in here initially, uh, and they were, you know, they thought we were crazy, right? Because the building needed a lot of work. What was it? Uh so this whole property was an old bakery called Simply Bread. Okay. But I think this building and the the uh, brew house now were just kind of storage areas. Okay. They were building this out for their retail space, so they're gonna use this to sell bread out of. But they kinda stopped halfway and I think, you know, there was some other issues with that bakery, uh like mismanagement and stuff. But
1: uh <laughs> how old is this building itself? It's from the twenties. I was gonna say it seems old. Yeah. yeah. That's what I really like when I come in here. Like, um, I I brought some friends in, and uh, anytime people come from out of town, like I'm like, dude, there's great breweries here in Arizona, but we have to go to Ren House. So mm-hmm. this your your guys's place is always the place. I'm like, if you were gonna make one stop, it's got to be this place. Just mm-hmm. the, the character of this building, uh, but also the um, the the beer. Obviously, the beer is fantastic. Yeah, I uh, think you got somebody coming in. <laughs> He could have been a guest on the podcast, uh, but one thing—it's—it's it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like what? What I identified the last time one of the things I love about this place is the floor creaks, and I love that. Like because in the houses here, like you don't or you don't really get that, right? I grew up oh, in
2: Ohio. So floor. I was like, "What are you talking about? Floor creaks?" And I'm like, "Oh, the floor actually creaks when oh, you
1: yeah. walk on it." <laughs> yeah, he was looking. Like, yeah, looking at me like, "Shit, do we got a problem here?" Like, like floor like, creaks.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, the original flooring, and it's it's uh yeah, it's it creaks. it does a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's cool though.
1: It is cool, it is cool because I, I mean, I mean, like I said, you don't get that out here. Yeah, um, but uh, but anyway, so sorry, I, I kind of sidetracked you there. Uh, so it was a bakery. Um, you're working with the landlord, telling the banks. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. so now. so
2: we we got a, a SBA loan, so a small business loan. It, um, it's it's sort of like the uh, I think it's probably the smartest way to get open just because. You can keep ownership, and you get a really low interest rate loan from the government, basically or backed by the government. So, anyways, those are kind of hard to get. So, um, you have to be really kind of in lockstep with a bank that you're working with um, in order to get one. So, you know, like I said, we we brought the bank down here, and and one they thought the buildings were dilapidated, but two, um, you know, people that aren't from this area, they kind of look at the the neighborhood and they say uh this is sort of like low income i don't think your target markets area there might be a lot of crime and all the stuff and like i said i live you know up the street Preston grew up in the area um and we were confident that one okay sure it's low income but the people around here are great and yeah. the first year we opened i think a lot of the people that came in were hyper local they were within you know walking distance of the brewery so we got to meet a lot of really great people um and I think secondly, we're we're right next to the freeway and the airport, right? So right yeah. off the two hundred two, um, so it's really easy to get here. And then Twenty Fourth Street is such a, a like thoroughfare for the city that there's you know it's a really easy place to find. So I think it's
1: it's worked out. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, you guys are part of the the Bermuda Triangle too, right? <laughs> <laughs> With those guys. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. So I think uh, I think we were the first to open. Okay. When did on you the guys three open? of us? Yeah, the yeah. three of us. Yeah, so so yeah, we're we're coming up on three years, but I think then you they know were Helton right and us. He, yeah Helio was right behind us, and then I think Helton was uh, a little bit after that. Probably within yeah. a year, but yeah. So yeah, the it was this yeah. whole has
0: really been great for beer because now th- we got Tortoise. Yeah. yeah, three good breweries, some craft brewery or some uh, beer bars and stuff like that, all in a mm-hmm. central location. It's been really fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And they got, I mean, you get, yeah, everybody's opening up these great places that have uh, not just, like, great craft beer, but, like, local stuff. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, yep. and not just, like, the big brand local things, like, you know, these yeah, up-and-coming breweries. For sure. Yeah. Um, so
0: you started at, did you start at
1: uh, Big Sky?
0: Yeah, that was my first uh, commercial job, I suppose, so okay, uh, I started there. Um, How'd you make it up there? So you're from here, but you made it from down. here. Yeah. Um, I went to school there for one year. I wanted to get out of town for a year, so I think my third year of college was up there, or second or something. But they, uh, um, I went up there, it was great. I loved Montana, came back here for college. And then after college, I really wanted to uh, get out of Phoenix for a little bit again. Yeah. So I went up there uh, looking for a brewing job. Um, okay. I, I figured it'd be a good place to get my foot in the door, because there's a lot of breweries per capita in Montana. And not a lot of people moving to montana for brewing jobs yeah <laughs> yeah so it worked i i uh, worked out on a ranch for a few months while i was looking for jobs and then i got the job i wanted at big sky and the rest is history it was perfect for me yeah nice and that's a that's a solid brewery up there too. for sure it's yeah. i i love that brewery to this day really cool ownership uh my bosses were all really great at helping me uh get better because i mean i went from home brewer to production you know, there's three lead brewers that brew 100% of the beer. Um, so it's a big jump, um, but they stuck it out, trained me really well, and and I learned a ton from them. And then when I was leaving, I, I was straightforward with them. They, they kept me on an extra couple of weeks and kind of showed me some things, let me work on packaging, uh, seller side, a bunch of different stuff that I hadn't been training on just so that... I didn't embarrass them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they even nice. you know, they gave us
2: the uh the bottler we still use. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, oh
0: really? As like a parting gift. So it
2: was yeah. really cool. And yeah, and good. I've I've noticed too, just um I don't I don't really know anything about brewing or I've I've sort of <laughs> absorbed some just uh by proximity. But um, you know, I, I think from the outside looking in, um and maybe it's just part of his personality, but he's he's super attention to detail, very clean, very you know, all the important things that you want in a brewer. So I think uh, you know, Big Sky definitely was on top of that.
0: So. Yeah, you, you don't, if you mess up Moose drool, you're in trouble. So they're, they're very <laughs> good true. at, that beer has yeah. got to taste exactly the same, and you're brewing it five times a day. Oh, and it's, wow. Yeah. So you, you learn some really cool tricks that have been really helpful to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So how did you guys plan on, so so you, you got the building, you got your brewer, how mm-hmm. did you plan on like like, okay, here's what we're going to make, or here's what we're going to start with? Yeah, so I
2: think um, <clears throat> we we started with a few test batches, right? So we went back to the home brewing drawing board where we would um, do some small recipes. And, and at the time, you know, again, this was probably four years ago or so when we were doing the test batches. Um, I think Preston had some styles that he really liked to make. So um, and some personal recipes and stuff, um, I think we we went back and forth on you know kind of direction and where we wanted to go as as a as a brewery and kind of the styles of beers we wanted to make. So you know obviously IPA stouts. Um, I think you know my personal favorite beer uh, or style is, is stout. So yeah. uh, we we played around a lot with those. So like Black Caddis, Joe Max, those things, um, and Who John, You know all those those big beers that I think we've gotten gotten known for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I approach it, but I don't know, Preston. Yeah, I think
0: Drew has kind of his thumb on the pulse of, of kind of the beer scene better than I do. Um, so he was really good at kind of seeing trends and seeing some cool ideas out there in Portland or Florida or whatever that uh, that I'd missed out on. So we, we were able to kind of try and stay at least consistent or ahead of the curve with that, but also kind of just make core good styles. So. Uh, first beer we ever brewed was a lager, and we've we've tried to always have at least one lager on since then. And mm-hmm. so we, that's something that's really cool for people that are just getting into craft beers, being able to come in and bring their dad who only drinks Sam Adams or Bud, and then we have you know some really cool pilsners or even a. We have the Mexican lager and stuff like that, depending on the time of year. And so, I think one of the cool things that we've been able to do is, Drew or Bill or me or one of the brewers has an idea, we just our brand allows us to just go for it and see how it goes. And if it's great, we, I mean, renovation was supposed to be a one-off and it's now our our core beer, uh, our core IPA. So uh, we've been really lucky at that being able to just kind of roll with it and see what works and see what doesn't.
2: Yeah. So I think especially, um, again, talking about like a a brand perspective, um, you know, we want to be able to not just be, um, you know a trendy sort of brewery where we're only doing hazy ipas and, and milkshake beers and uh popsicle sours and, and all this stuff right but <laughs> <So> we, <laughs> which, yes i mean they they taste great right and they sell well which is which is great um but we also wanted um to show our our followers that um we can nail core styles so like our pills, or Kolsch or, or any of these other beers that uh, we take great pride in. And some of the funnest beers, you know, that we kind of geek out over, like Valley beer to make, right? Like an American lager um, that some of our, you know, really great accounts uh, carry. But um, so we, we want to be able to do both things, uh, have yeah. that sort of exploration and that, that experimentation, but also sort of like, you know, be true to, to the craft yeah. with beer
1: yeah. Well absolutely and with with like Pilsner's and Colches and, and those types of beers, you gotta be on your shit too, right? You can't right. you can't just throw You can't them hide something. behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, you had mentioned the Joe Max stout, that's one of my favorite beers. That, yeah, it really is. So and it's that consistency, like you were saying mm-hmm. with Moostrel, where you know, I could tell somebody, dude, this is the best stout you're gonna have mm-hmm. and then they have it somewhere and they're like, Oh dude, it was not good. You know what I mean? Right, There's right, right, inconsistency. So totally. every time I've tried it it's always been solid and Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Those are and those are the best um reviews and and feedback that we get from from customers that you know they'll come from out of town and they'll say oh i I tried your beer over at um you know so-and-so's account like luminati's or something and uh it was great i had to you know drive down the street to try all your other beers um so i I think that's been uh, a really positive aspect of it and yeah that you get that through consistency right yeah
1: yeah it's hard to do like
2: it's hard to do you gotta
1: you gotta know your shit for sure yeah um so, uh, Ren House, the name. So, that wasn't you guys had a, another name, yeah. like I think I'm, I'm wearing <laughs> you a are shirt wearing actually. Well, I remember driving it's up because I feel like you guys had, like, yeah, I feel like you guys it was on the building, right? Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: I, yeah. We have this really cool picture. Uh, it was on like a crazy windy monsoon day. Preston was up on this the top of this ladder trying to put up our, our westward sign, uh, which that actual shape of our sign was original to the building that was here when we. When we got here, we just kind of painted it. But, anyways, it said Westward up there. That was our original name. Uh, just kind of this idea of uh, progress and, and moving west and all the stuff, right? We we thought it would kind of fit with our uh, ideals. Yeah. You know? um, so that was our original name, and then we got a, a cease and desist like a month or if that, even it was like twelve days. Before yeah, it, it, it was oh, before maybe opening. two two weeks before we opened. So yeah. we already had all our. All of our swag and all that stuff. Glassware, uh, like glass shirts, wear, everything. Which, oh, you know, I, I take full responsibility because I'm supposed to be the branding guy. So I should have <laughs> <laughs> looked that up. Uh, so anyways, it, it was one of these things where there was a, a Westward um, whiskey brand in Oregon, which is still there. So if you go to the Portland Air- airport, you'll see it. Um, and I think they actually carried around bars now in Phoenix. But um, so, yeah, Westward whiskey, uh, since it was brand of a whiskey, we, we thought that there wasn't... Um, like an issue being a beer brand. Yeah. Plus
0: when we had originally come up with the name, we had done a search and they hadn't come up. Right. Um, they filed for that after we started, but we should have just filed for it that day. Right. Uh. But, but it was two years before we started filing that paperwork. And
2: right. God. So they, they had, yeah, right. So they, I think that brand was created uh, in the midst of us opening. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh we, uh, rolled with the punches, and we um, came up with a new name, uh, Wren House, which <laughs> was a mix of um, obviously our state bird, the cactus Wren, and that's that's what our logo is. And then also, um, Bill went to William and Mary uh, in Virginia. Or, is it Maryland? No, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. So anyways, it's like uh, old, <laughs> super old, know, you know, like, world-renowned school, right? Yeah. But I should know where it's located. But, um, <laughs> They have a famous building on campus that they, they refer to as Wren Ren House. Okay. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was designed by, I think, uh, the guy's actual name, name was His name was Wren. Wren, or... yeah, the architect. Anyways, okay. he built a lot of famous buildings back in the East Coast, uh, back in the day, 1700s. Uh, yeah. Whatever. So anyways, uh, that that's kind of how we we solidified on that name. Um, and then, you know, kind of to our logo, um, So the reason it's wearing a crown on its head is that uh, there's an old German folk tale that uh, wren wrens are the king of birds because they're clever and they're smart. Okay. Um, So, anyways, that that's where our logo came from. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I love it. I love it, and I love that that sticker, like the just the bird. Yeah, it came out great. It's got like confidence, like you know, if a bird could have confidence, (laughs) that bird has confidence. (laughs) Yeah. So so Preston's uh,
2: wife Lauren, uh, who's Amazing. She, she does all of our branding. Oh, so nice. She, yeah. she did all of that work. Yeah.
1: I like the branding too. Cause it's, it's simple. Like everything yeah, is it's clean. clean. Yeah. We wanted clean. to be
2: timeless. So that's yeah. why it's black and white and very simple. Um, we want it, you know, 20 years from now, it would still be a relevant brand.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. so, um, as far as, um, three, you said three years coming up on three years.
2: Yeah, June is our three-year anniversary.
1: So, did you? I mean, I'm sure it's part of the business plan, right? You want to, you want to excel quickly. Did you guys expect it to take off like it has been? I mean, you guys are, well, you guys are killing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we. So it's I think, hard when you're on the inside though, because yeah, you know, it's it's it it, it it takes a lot more work to get there. So I think the other thing is I think we started probably where we expected to be, but we we're definitely further along now than we thought we'd be, but.
2: Yeah, we, so when we planned it out in the business plan um, that we had to do for SBA and the bank, um, we were actually uh, planning like a super slow growth uh, model. Yeah. Um, I think from a, a production point of view, um, I think we've actually been pretty slow to grow because um, we do have a lot of accounts. We've actually kind of consolidated some of our distribution accounts and okay. um, have pulled back uh, on the number of accounts, but to just keep a, it solid here. Yes. To, get, to keep yeah. a lot of beer on here because yeah. there was a point sometime last year that we were down like four beers on draft and I had like a panic attack. Yeah. And, <laughs> that was and I'm like, we got to stop selling to accounts. We need to, you know, focus on the tap room. Uh, cause I mean, at the end of the day, this is how people get to know us and, yeah. um, how they experience, you know, our beer the best, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have a few core accounts, but, um, yeah, we're, we're slowly, slowly growing um, from a production standpoint, but, you know, getting into cans and um, bottles and that whole thing, uh, you know, has definitely, I think, ramped up our, I don't know, our sales in a good way.
0: Yeah, the cans have been really great for us, um, but they, they sell really well, um, which is great, but then all that beer's gone that normally would last, you know, five weeks in the tap room. So, we're having to brew, and so we're, we're at 100% capacity right now. Um, yeah, but Drew said it's pretty tight back there, right? It's pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tight back there. <laughs> yeah. It's rough, but uh, it's a great thing, and, and we're really happy that our, our fans and our neighbors are continuing to support us in that way. Yeah, so yeah and keep we keep doing that.
2: Yeah, so now we have two full time brewers. So, obviously, Preston and then uh, Luke, yep. um, who's a great brewer. So, they're, they're full time back there. and Then, we also hired Will. Um, from the brewery rue so he's more on the cellaring side okay um, and then we have some you know other folks like Brandon that that help out uh, once a week or so in the back house but um, yeah there's I mean they're they're working long long days uh, to keep up
1: yeah with the demand when sure. how, when when did you guys add Luke in because he was he came on pretty early too pretty right? early I
0: think ha- probably halfway through that a year and a half ago okay. Yeah, I think Christmas almost two years. Year. He's probably
2: almost two years on. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we. How did I, so one of our regulars, um, you know, are the great, great folks from um, Angel's Trumpet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Matt would come in here a lot, and we were chatting. And I think I, you know, I, I would go down there and, and have a beer or so before. Before I had kids, uh, when I had free time. <laughs> and I got to know Luke, right? Luke was a bartender at Angels. Okay. Um, and we we would talk about beer and kind of geek out on, on you know, different beers coming out and, and Belgian styles and all the stuff. And I remember he came in and brought one of his home brews. It was like a Brett IPA. Uh, with like Nelson hops and all this stuff. And I remember trying it and I still have that taste and it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And I told Preston, we, we got to hire this guy. So we brought him in as a, as a uh, bartender actually initially. Okay. And then, uh, cause he just had homebrew experience. He didn't have the commercial experience. So yeah. Preston has been sort of mentoring him for the last two years and, and really showing him the ropes of, you know, commercial brewing. So um, I think it's
1: been a, a really great fit for us. Yeah. Yeah, and then you added in Will just recently, too. Right. Yeah, I so, met him at, at uh, Juicy Brews. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so Will was a
2: cellarman at um, Taru. So uh, he's still doing cellaring, and then I think probably similar you know, transition will we'll start you know, getting him more familiar with the brewing side of the house. But
1: Yeah. Um, he introduced me to um, the uh, Las Frescas. Uh, was right. it called Power of the People or was it something uh, of the people? PAOP.
0: Yeah, but,
1: yeah. yeah i can't what? remember yeah, yeah it and was, Baja fantastic. Blast
0: was, was the one that, that juicy brews i think okay whatever one it was it blew me
1: away like because mm. uh, i was gonna get the pilsner and he's like dude you gotta try this this sour i'm like i don't mind sours i don't usually choose them yeah mm-hmm. um but he's like you gotta try it so i tried i'm like holy shit this is amazing yeah, yeah
2: they're yeah they're super fruited they're sort of like when we're talking about you know kind of keeping up on trends that's one of them that obviously like the veil vale and the brewery and, and those folks have been nailing for a little while now yeah um so i think something to fun fun to play with
0: yeah we wanted something kind of cool and different during the summer and yeah. it allows us to uh do a bunch of different versions of it with one base beer and so okay. we split it off uh into 20 kegs and then we're able to fruit them differently and just kind of keep it changing yeah what's the, what, what's different
1: about it because i mean first of all it's it's you can't see through it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's,
0: so it's it's like a third. We'll puree or we'll juice fruits, and then we'll recirc, uh the beer in a small tank. Okay, um, and I just add a bunch of juice to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, so they're all they're all basically specialty one-off <laughs> yeah. cakes okay. uh, for the tap room.
1: Yeah. And yeah. you guys have been canning them, right? You're doing uh limited. Yeah, we do yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: like 20 crawlers or so.
0: They're right? they're volatile, so they're not meant to be traded and shipped and stuff like that. Uh, we, we we intentionally limit the release because we really want people to enjoy them that day with their okay. friends and stuff. Yeah, the the fruit yeah.
2: hasn't been fermented out so that you have some sugars that are still in there that could theoretically, you know, ignite a, a fermentation. And, I was like, and damn! Cool. Like, what? The, how much
0: alcohol is in those <laughs> <No>. things?
2: <laughs> don't
1: leave it in your trunk in Phoenix in the summer. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do that. No. <laughs> um, you were talking about the can releases too. How that's kind of taking you guys to the to the next level. Mm. Um, I agree. You guys nail those. Like, Thanks. because I mean, I, I don't think there's many places that can sell out a can release like that day. Right? Mm. It's rare for you guys to have left over. Right? Yeah. How yeah. do you strategize that? Like, how do you like? calculate, I'm mean, going to, we're going to release this many and
2: well, we've, we've definitely taken our lumps and, and learned along the way. Yeah. Um, so I think, so year one was our first bottle release, right? So we did who It John on our one year anniversary in a bottle uh, in 500 milliliter bottles. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was our first. And then, um, kind of that year we, we did a lot more bottles like Dojo Nojo, all those all those beers. Um, and then, second anniversary was our first can release, and that was the 10 can. That, or, mm-hmm. no, yeah. yeah, was it? The 10 that we did with uh, Tombstone oh, and Pueblo right. Vita. Yeah. Uh, great which beer. is great beer. Was really uh, we good. used some honey in that. So, that was our first 16 ounce can. Um, anyway, so we, we sort of, uh, <laughs> so we initially structured it like, you know, hey, we're making this beer. Um, we're going to release it this day, and then we would can it, get the labels in, all that stuff, and, and sort of kind of run it uh, that way, where we realize that, you know, hey, if you miss a canned shipment, or the labels don't come in, or, or any of these other variables, that, you know, you have to go back and apologize and reset the day, and it would be frustrating, right, from a, a customer point of view, so, and internally, right, it'd be really frustrating, so um, so drag race outside so uh so now i think what we do is you know we don't uh or i I try to hold my tongue until the can is or the can is full of beer and it's sealed and labeled and then we you know pick a day and decide to label it so um you know we've we've gotten a lot of comments that um people think our ipas are green when they when they get canned like they're uh, super bitter Bicker, or astringent uh, or something like they're like that. not ready. Like when they're just you get this yeah. green, this quote-unquote green hop flavor of that um, goes
0: away in a couple of days. It goes so, away in a couple. So days. So it kind of rounds out. A lot of those people will just they'll come buy them day of and then they'll wait till the weekend to open them. Kind just of kind of sit on them yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. I mean, there's a trend in brewing right now to get them from into the can as soon as possible. Right, yeah. and then put it on the shelves as soon as possible. And we do that too, but i mean there's some really great benefits of letting it sit for a few days yeah yeah
2: for sure so th- that's like a uh industry thing too that um you know we uh struggle with i think because you know i think when especially the, the hazy ipas when they first started taking off on the east coast with you know trillium treehouse all that stuff i remember people uh trading for them or, or posting like hey this beer's like an hour old, you know, yeah. it tastes so great, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when in reality, that beer probably tastes even better uh, a week later, uh, okay. right? So it's not just yeah. us. I think just in general, beers, IPAs in particular, kind of round out, um, you know, a week or so in the can.
1: Yeah. That's interesting, too, because I, I think from doing this, um, I, I don't... F- I don't. I don't know. People said, "Oh, you're you're a beer snob." I'm not. I'm not a beer snob. I, I like all kinds of beer, but I'm a stickler in freshness at this sure. point, right? And you go to some of these big places, and I'll see um, a local IPA, you know, Dragoon from Tucson, and it was made in like November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, man, sure. this is not this is not good well, anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm
2: sure Dragoon wouldn't be happy that you're no. <laughs> drinking that either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right.
1: Um, but, but that's interesting that this is the way that you guys are doing or the way that this trend is moving is that it's, it's kind of going reverse a little bit, like sit yeah. on it for, for a couple days. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, I think, you know, probably 30 days is, you know, peak freshness for an IPA. Yeah. I think probably, you know, 30 to 60 days, it starts falling off a little bit. And then after 90 days, um,
0: there'll be at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> considerable fall off. Right? Yeah.
2: Um, and, you know, I've got a bunch of beer in my fridge and I've done experiments uh, myself. And, and definitely, um, yeah, you, you don't want to be drinking an old IPA, right? Yeah. I and mean, the whole reason to drink an IPA is for the hop, yeah. right? And that hop goes away. so yeah. You know.
1: Even with the higher alcohol ones, like triple IPAs and things yeah,
2: like that, is yeah. it it does it. Yeah. I mean, there's more hops
0: there's in more it. There's more hops. So okay. So.
2: It would probably,
0: yeah, you, it would probably last longer, but it, it wouldn't last longer as that style. It might just okay. kind of... Devolve into just a more boring IPA. Like, okay. it wouldn't go bad or anything, but the whole reason people like those IPAs is that large hopping quantity and the, the juiciness of that fresh hop. Um, and so when you lose that, it's it's not as exciting. Yeah, anymore. I mean, the, yeah. the
2: joke is that, uh, you know, Dogfish Head 120 and uh, Hop Slam and all those beers, they, um, they turn into barley wines, right? yeah, which yeah. is obviously not true. <laughs> right. And I'll get shot for saying that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the hops go away and you just end up with this really malty beer yeah right
1: yeah when i think it, i think it's cool too what you guys do because you guys have a few series right so we just talked mm-hmm. about the las frescas uh was it dankworth mm-hmm. um wally Definitely. wally's one of the newer ones so what what's the story or the how the hell that happened
0: well i mean like with <laughs> anything whether it's like you know a marvel movie like yeah. if if there's brand recognition that's going to get you halfway there already okay so we're,
2: yeah people really like the first one like oh that, yeah. that first one was great yeah and i think with dankworth we won a, a like a arizona uh beer competition medal for it and we're like oh let's you know let's make it again but yeah. with like different hops and yeah. that's how that one got created that one's
0: really cool too because people who are getting into beer it's a really good way to showcase a hop because it's the same recipe every time we just change the hop it's um i think it's like four pounds per barrel of um really cool hops that we get, and that's the entire dry hop. So, okay. you know, there's Galaxy and there's Wakatoo, and there's all these ones. So it really highlights those hops. Yeah. So Are that they, was good. Is it single? Is it a single hop mm-hmm. or? Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't realize that was a single hop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the boil will use some some other hops. Um, but but for the dry hop, it's, it's always uh, just 44 uh, to 88 pounds of a specific hop. Yeah. Okay and then you know once you get those it helps us on a few levels and you know it's it's just always good for brand if people know what they're getting before they get into it um
2: and i think um with wally that originally started because we were joking uh i think i think we were joking with uh, Pueblo vita guys about because we were talking about doing a collab with them um and we're like oh we should make a triple ipa and the joke was that there are no good triple IPAs that, uh, <laughs> especially in Arizona, nobody's made, made one or made a good one. Yeah. Um, so we thought that we took that as kind of a challenge. Uh, so we made Good Boy Wally uh, initially, and, and like Preston was saying, it, it was really well received. It was a delicious beer. Yeah. Um, so we thought, you know, hey, let's let's make this a thing and, and do it again. Um, and mean, the bad boy Wally was even better. And, you know, same thing, we, we did it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, the other way about that, too, is that um, because we're able to, with our brand, uh, change our beers from time to time, we're not held to a certain line of year round of beers, um, but there's some resources that are hard to get. So some of those have a lot of Nelson or Galaxy that we can only get once or twice a year. Okay, And so we can't re-release Good Boy Wally with completely different hops, so reusing the same theme allows us to show this beer is going to be really similar, but with different hops. Yeah. So sometimes it has Nelson, sometimes it's galaxy and mosaic and, uh, but the, the core of it's going to always be the same. Yeah. I like to
2: say as, as the brandy guy, I'm really happy Preston's talking about brand brand so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a glimmer in your eye of like, pride. Yeah. Yeah. I th- in my opinion, I think that the that the sad boy, sad boy, was my favorite. That mm. seems
0: to be the consensus. Yeah, um, or no, bad boy.
1: Oh, I think people you like, like Sad boy. boy. I like sad boy. Sad boy was the last one. Right? Sad boy is the one
2: with honey. Yeah, I well, like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like That one. Yeah, bad sad boy is still on tap.
0: It's yeah. the other thing with with beer when you get to this point where you have some success, especially locally. Whatever the last one was, was always the best. So, whatever the next Wally is, everyone's gonna be like, man, you really messed things up since Sad Boy. That beer was perfect. Right. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. The last batch (laughs) was always the best batch.
1: You yeah. should do one where it's like you get a four pack of each one, recreate them all, and mm-hmm. four it may be coming. Ah, yeah, nice. Kristen just got all
2: excited. Yeah. I know that eye. <laughs> he looked at me like with the hell and do like you know? Wally branded glasses or something. How crazy
1: yeah, would that be? <laughs> that's pretty. We could have him in the front with uh, like a dog outfit on. Like, yeah. you know, well, there's a real Wally.
0: Wally will be out front shaking paws. Oh, ah, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> that's awesome.
2: I think that might be Cummings soon. Yeah. <laughs> it would be the
0: hardest thing we've ever done cuz it's very hard to get those IPAs going yeah. and to have four going at the same time would be very difficult. Yeah, I would I would think so. Yeah. We'll do our best. I have faith in you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and
1: I think another thing that um that like um goes towards how solid you guys are is anytime you're I've been to a festival you guys are at, you got to get your beer quick cuz I see you guys sell out quicker than anybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, we try to bring special stuff. Um that we'll, we'll save a few one-off kegs or something like that. Or like we had, a, I think like a couple of kegs of predation. Right. So, um, we brought that to strong beer, I think. Um, and then yeah. we always save some bottles. Right. So we had like who John grand crew and, um, beeline and all those things that we'd bring to festivals and, yeah. and open them up. Cause you know, we want, we want people to, you know, one it's, it's supporting the brewers guild. Right. And making sure that, um, the Brewers Guild events are really killer, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that you know we're bringing our best. Yeah. Um, and then, secondly, at those events, a lot of people are hearing about you for the first time or trying you for the first time. Uh, so you want to show them your best. And then on top of that, you want to give a little something something to your regulars that are following yeah. you. That are like, oh, I hear you're gonna have predation. I'll show up at you know when you're pouring it and and get yeah. some,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool because, it. yeah, it does showcase you guys. It's like you're not bringing, like, the leftovers. in here, I'm going to get rid of this. It's like yeah. we're bringing our A game for <laughs> yeah. this stuff. And
0: I, I would say the other thing is there's a bunch of breweries making great beer in Arizona, but there's this self-perpetuating thing with whether it's can releases or the events where if you sell out a couple times, then everyone's like, well, let's go to Renhouse first because they always sell out. And then that just keeps perpetuating that, and, and, and that yeah. sustains it. Which is a double-edged sword because we have to keep impressing those fans because there is such great beer out there. Yeah. So the, the fans really help push us to, to keep trying to bring better and better stuff. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you get stagnant real easy. That's true. Yeah, and I think, too, kind of like
2: similar to, you know, uh, you're only as good as the last thing you did sort of thing where um, I think if you show up to an event and you totally, uh, like, uh, don't bring your good stuff, and if we just showed up with, like, you know, Joe Max and Kolsch to a big event, um, you know, I, I think it would, it would be kind of lame um, from our end <laughs> to yeah. do that. And then, secondly, you know, everybody that goes is going to be like, oh, well... Thanks for nothing. Like, you know, why'd you even come? Like we thing. could have got that if yeah, at your place. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know,
1: we, we think about that, too. I don't think people would be disappointed if they had the drink with Joe Max. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely good. And, and I do, you know, I say that. And then somebody's yeah. going to be
2: like, hey, you, you came to my event and you did that. Uh, or you didn't bring Joe Max. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, because we, we support a lot of little events. Like, um, there's one for uh, we do stuff with... Um, the Boys and Girls Club. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I went to the Boys and Girls Club auction uh, recently and I brought Joe Max and Colt, and right? Because yeah. I know those are crowd pleasers and yeah. you never know who's going to show up. You're not going to a beer event, right? Yeah. You're going to a charity event where yeah. you want to, you know, bring the most crowd pleasing beers. Yeah. yeah. So, those are
1: good for that. And so, um, uh, collaborations, we were talking before, you guys have done a few, right? Yeah. Some pretty stellar places yeah and food yeah. places
2: yeah i think we you know we started slow uh and you know uh, intentionally I, I think um you know it's, it's hard to um you know be in phoenix and not uh you know be in the shadow of of arizona wilderness yeah, to be honest because yeah, yeah. they do they do the best collabs right they yeah. they have the best guys like mckeller and jackie o's and you name it right they've they've yeah. done it Um, so from our point of view, we, we want to just, uh, do collabs with people that we kind of hit it off with and we had really good friendships and we would meet and and all that. Um, so yeah, so we've done, we've done a few that have been really good.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'd much rather do it with a really good friend than just about anyone, which is why we end up doing a lot with coffee places and bakeries or what have you. Yeah. It's it's really fun for us to, to co brand that stuff.
2: Yeah, or like Little Miss Barbecue. Yeah. Like we did the Pecan Pie Thief, and and um,
0: that was a big hit,
1: right? Yeah, it was a great beer. The Barrel Age is coming out soon. It's been sitting there, like yeah. Just three yeah, three yeah.
2: we've we've got a lot of good stuff in the barrel yeah. room.
1: It's a wheat wine, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I was th- someone was saying, "Oh, it's a stout." I'm like, "I think it's a yeah. wheat wine." Or it's Stasi. a wheat
0: wine, and the color all comes from uh, this German chocolate wheat. Uh, that's really good. So it's just a roasted, uh, wheat that okay. we get a lot of the color from yeah. and then we did get some color from the insane amount of pecans too. insane amount. Like what, like what's, what was the, capacity? I don't remember. <laughs> I forget things like that real fast, but it was uh <laughs> it was coolers worth. They were stored in coolers. So whatever a few of those is okay yeah, and they they were
2: smoked, right? So they were little miss smoked them
0: oh, with, with nice. local pecan wood, which was a cool touch. Smoking pecans with pecan wood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That
2: was cool. Yeah, it was super good. With the smoked beers, I'm always worried it's going to be too smoky, but I think that one was a really nice balance. We added a little yeah. bit of, I think, lactose
1: and vanilla mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. So that helped round it out, too. Yeah. And now it's barrel aging. And what's it aging in? Bourbon? It was just bourbon, bourbon barrels. Okay. I don't remember
0: which bourbon off the top of my head. Yeah. But it was tasting great last time I tried it. Yeah. I mean, nice. that, that, that whole style of a pecan pie is really conducive to bourbon anyways that vanilla bourbon taste goes real well with it okay yeah 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 so and, yeah we we really like to geek out on on barrels and um
2: all that or i think president and i do I, I always uh i'll text him and be like hey there's some uh really good barrels that just came in uh i'm gonna order like 20 of them yeah. <laughs> and he's like oh god now i gotta <laughs> fill them with something i like the challenge
0: though because you know brewing is fun and we have to keep the tap room and the accounts satiated but then we also have to have the cans so we got a bunch of tanks filled with IPAs at any given time but then we have the barrel clubs so we got to have a bunch of imperial stouts that take you know two months for me to brew yeah so trying to juggle all those it's kind of fun but it's also spinning plates once one starts falling yeah, <laughs> you can lose sleep real easy but that's a good analogy it's, too. it's been great it's 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 fun having you know people ask what we're known for I don't I don't I think just always moving maybe you know like uh just trying to be good at a bunch of different things and i think i think we've had some success with that it's been a a fun this year especially it has been really fun for us
1: yeah well i think this year you guys are really accelerating i mean you've got the juicy brews i think you guys are the only arizona brewery at the is it kind of like the all-star game of the juicy brews right you guys in in virginia
0: yeah Yeah. is that where it is i
1: think so Yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. It's like well, and we best. went
2: to, yeah, we, we got to go to Wakefest for the first time, which was really cool. Nice. Um, so we poured, like, Predation, and I think it was Bad Boy Wally at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun, like, trying to get into that stuff. Like I, I mentioned, you know, I've been a beer geek for a long time, so I've been following those events and, um, you know, always wishing that we could be there. So yeah. being able to go was, was a surreal moment, for sure. Yeah,
1: And good. you guys just – I saw an article. You guys were, what, ranked number nine by, like, Yelp, like, the best breeze. Oh, in the yeah. yeah that was, like, a
2: Money Time magazine thing. But, yeah, yeah that was – cool.
1: That was cool, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, so th-
2: one of the other things I, I, uh, you know, I kind of freak out about. <laughs> I guess that's a good <laughs> way to, <laughs> to say it. it. <laughs> to put it lightly. To put it lightly. Yeah, these guys know. I, I like, probably have all these ulcers uh, from this, but I take reviews incredibly seriously. Okay, Like – Like, over the top. Yeah. Like, probably too seriously.
0: So, uh, any... If we get, like, two bad reviews, (laughs) he's like, pull the batch and dump it. And I'm like, shut the door. Oh, yeah.
2: So, both on beer reviews, like, uh, you know, untapped or whatever, but also on, more importantly, I think, is, uh, like, customer service. For sure. um, Like, on Yelp or Google or whatever medium it is. So if somebody comes in and they have a bad experience, I like lose my shit over yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, you know, I, if, if it were up to me in a perfect world, I would be here every day and I would be behind the bar every day. Cause and that's, that's beers out. All that's that, yeah. what I like. Right. Yeah. I love, you know, entertaining people. I love uh, telling about our beers. I love seeing people enjoy them, all that stuff. Right. That's, that's why I wanted to get in this whole thing in the first place. But unfortunately just, just, reality i can't because i'm i'm working and i have a family and i have kids and all that stuff right so um so i i take it personally right when there's there's a negative experience at the brewery because yeah. uh you know again once once somebody has a bad experience you've pretty much lost that person forever right yeah. and they're gonna go tell all their friends mm-hmm. and they're gonna you know it, it, it's gonna be this snowballing effect whereas if you have you know, somebody that loves it and that has a great experience, it's going to be the exact opposite. They're going to tell all their friends that they loved it and they're going to, you know, bring in more people and it's going to be a very positive thing. So I think, you know, that article that you mentioned, um, sort of reaffirms or, you know, uh, allows me to, uh, be okay with, being crazy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, that was great. Like I told you guys, right. you guys
0: are. He got shit like the gold me medal in uh, <laughs> yelp reviews. Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, you know, ten years ago, it's it's you open a brewery and there's one way of doing it, but nowadays there's so many breweries, and they all make really really good beer, um, and you know I think we do too. But there's, a, you can go down the street and get a really good beer. You can go to McFay. You get, there's a bunch of places you can go. Yeah. So there's got to be a reason that they keep coming back here. Yeah. And, yeah. And now I think we're moving to this day where there's going to be more and more wandering tortoise-style beer bars where they can carry all the locals, but then a bunch of rare beers from California and Portland and Belgium and stuff. So again, they need to. we need to get them down here uh, in order for us to stay open. And the way to do that is to give them a good product, but a good experience. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think Drew's been really monumental on that cause it's easy to overlook that and put, put the beer first, but it, the beer is as important as, as the as their time in the brewery. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think that with Yelp, I think you always have to kind of grade that with a curve sure. on the opposite side. Yeah. Right. If it's like, yeah. cause someone will say, Oh, one star, I saw somebody across the street smoking a cigarette. Like what the yeah. hell does that have to do with yeah, that place? Yeah, you yeah, know?
2: Yeah. yeah. And but, things that you can't control. Like, yeah. I mean like parking, right. It's like, yeah. you know, parking's a big one. And I know our friends at tortoise have gotten their fair share of criticism for that. Right. But yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you want to be in the city uh, you want to do something cool and not you know it's not going to be the same as you know opening up in uh you know far east gilbert or something yeah. where you know space isn't really um you know hard, it, space isn't hard to come by right there's yeah. there's plenty of space you can have parking right, right. It, it's not an issue but for us you know we were lucky to the whole reason we got the cooler next door was you know we added 10 parking spots oh that's so true. We, we have a total of 15 spaces but yeah. you know those tend to fill up pretty quick and we think, Oh, well you can park on the street, you can walk and take a Uber or whatever. So it's not that challenging, but at the same time you, you want to try to make everyone happy as, as much as possible. But yeah, there are some things that you just can't fix. Right. Right.
1: Right. But I think that that adds even more validity to what, to that for you guys, because it's easy. If you have five good experiences, you're not going to write a review. You're going to have one bad experience. So I think, yeah. And if you, if
2: you come here, you know, and, uh, if you come here a couple times, you you know the parking is going to be limited. So maybe yeah. you carpool or maybe you yeah. take an Uber or or, you know, hey, I'm just going to park on the street because I know, you know, it's a release and parking is going to be really shitty. So I'm just yeah. going to, you know, walk 100 feet and, right. you know, so I think people get it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after after the first time. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, what's next? Like, what do, you, what do you get? What's what's down the road for you guys like the next year, two years?
2: You know, I don't know. I think I think it's just really, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, we got a new bright tank, so we're probably going to, you know, that helps relieve a bottleneck for us of, you know, having only one bright tank. We can only put out so much beer because yeah. that's where it's got to finish, and that's what we can off of, bottle off of, whatever. So, uh, so now we can, you know, double that. So, you know, I think, you know, Preston and I want to get to a space where, And everybody, if not just Preston and I, but, uh, you know, get to a space where we're doing weekly can releases, right? Yeah. Um, that, that to us is where we want to go. And then also be able to fulfill, um, you know, accounts that are asking for beer. Um, so it's hard to say no to, to new accounts because, you know, we want to be there. We, we want to be a bigger part of the community and and be at people's restaurants and bars and whatever. Uh, we just can't right now. It's just not possible. Um. So you know we do things like uh, we had an opportunity to be at spring training at the Dimeback Stadium, um, out in what was it Healer? He- 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 oh yeah, it's Salt, River Salt River Field. Salt River Field. Yeah, yeah, Salt River Field. So they came to us and said, hey, um, we want to carry your beer at one of the stands, and generally that would be yeah, there's no way we can do it, but we uh, we pretty much just sacrificed and and you know the brew team brewed you know, a longer shift and made a whole bunch of the spear that we set aside for for that, because that's yeah. a once in a lifetime sort of
1: opportunity. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, guys, thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah. Um, you guys can. What? What's the website? Renhouse bring.com. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the...
2: Instagram uh, is probably the easiest. Yeah. Um, so myself or Luke uh, run that. So, we'll okay. you know, we answer all the personal direct messages on that. Um, same thing with you know Facebook. Um, we don't really do Twitter too much, uh, but yeah, Facebook, yeah. Instagram are <laughs> the, ways, the ways to go. Yeah. I, you know, I press, don't. Press is not really technical. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, send a letter. I don't know. Really. Yeah,
1: right. You have a stamp. You have yeah, a stamp right. an Postcards, please. Yeah. So uh, awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate this. Yeah, Yeah. thanks so much for coming down and having a beer with us. For sure, for sure. Uh, TapThatAZ.com is where you can find the podcast. Also, AZFoodandBeer.com, a media company that we're working on to make Arizona a craft beer destination. So check it out.
2: I really like that, by the way. Yeah? The branding's really cool. Ah, thank you. Yeah. I think it looks really, like when I first saw it, I thought it was from out of state. I was like, wow, that's... Too professional for Arizona. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. Like this must be like a California thing. yeah
1: But you know, it's funny you say that. My my business partner Eric, he uh, is the founder of AZ Food and Wine. Oh. Okay. So he approached me after he saw the podcast stuff. He's like, "Dude, I would love to start a beer part of this." Oh yeah. Um, so Sweet. so he knows what he's doing. He's, no, I like it a lot. But yeah, I think it's it's got legs. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
2: Y cuando se va de casa, Patricia me